Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, Life Church. This is Pastor Chris Reyes, and welcome to another Midweek Podcast here. We have Pastor Bob Leahy with us, and we have two special guests with us today. We have Todd Dowell and Carrie Dowell with us. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. How's it going? <laughs> so glad you guys are here today. And one of the things that we're focusing in on about how we as Christians can go through difficult times, how do we get through those times, where is God in the midst of pain, how do we stay focused in prayer, how do we... Uh, read the Bible when things are going so bad. And I believe that Todd and Carrie have a great story and actually a great message as well that the Lord shared with Carrie to help us as a church understand where is God in the midst of pain and suffering. But before we do that, I'm going to have these guys introduce themselves. And guys, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got into ministry. And So Todd, we'll go ahead and start with you. So ministry has been in our lives for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were actually in ministry before we got together. We've been married for 26 years. 26 years. 26, 26. yep. And uh, so we have been involved in a variety of ministries over the years, Um, singing on the worship team, leading worship services, Sunday school, um, some speaking, um, youth pastor. We've just had a lot of different opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. And in the midst of that, by profession, you're an educator, you're a school teacher. Yes, I'm an educator. I just finished year 32, and primarily in elementary education. <clears throat> and it's been a blast. Yeah. I've enjoyed almost every minute of it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Carrie, what about you? Yeah, so I'm Carrie, and um, I am a registered nurse by profession and lactation consultant and did that for a lot of years in Feather River before Mm -hmm. Feather River was no more. Uh, But even before that, I had had to resign my position. But I'm also a mom of three Mm -hmm. daughters. Well, we are parents of three daughters, Mm -hmm. 23, Miss Delaney and Sila is 20 20 and (laughs) Eden is... 18. 18. <laughs> I always forget their ages. Terrible. Don't ask me the so, ages of my kids. Uh, it's terrible. But we're officially empty nesters now, except for the summer when we've had them popping in and out of home. And we've really enjoyed that mm-hmm. and just downsized our place so that we could live a little simpler mm-hmm. and be able to do a little bit more and have some fun in our later years. And Todd mm-hmm. could resign, resign, retire his retire. job. Not resign. Not resign. <laughs> retire Not soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very close. But you've done a lot of different ministries. People don't know that in college, I always tease you that you were part of the World Action Singers. No, no, the Continental Singers, Pastor Chris. Yes. Yes. No, I traveled three summers in college and got to go all over the world singing and Mm -hmm. doing my beautiful hand motions along Mm -hmm. with the singing with the choir and the live (laughs) band. And that was such a great experience for me. And growing in my faith and just solidifying who I was back then. And now it's so fun because my girls are actually doing some of those same fun missions 
these trips and Sila's in Bosnia right now and Eden went to uh, work at a Young Life camp in Georgia over the summer. So it's That's been fun great. to see them do those same yeah. fun things and grow. And right now you're leading a young mommies group. What Tell us yes. what the focus of that is. That has actually been going on for eight years. Gee whiz. I cannot believe that I've been doing it for eight years. But yeah, kind of went along with my job of being an OB nurse. And I just have a heart for young moms and mm-hmm. kids. And so I started a group all these years ago at my home. And we would meet on Friday mornings and just discuss different books, parenting books, Bible studies, and really just talk about life and Mm -hmm. offer community for young moms. Just having new babies is a hard transition. I know it was a hard transition for me into parenthood Mm -hmm. and going from being a um, a, uh, professional into parenthood. It kind of hits you in the face. And so I knew I needed, um, I really wanted to just help that transition for young moms yeah. and be a support for them. So yeah. it is great because it offers community to them. And I yeah, love how they invite friends that don't know the Lord that just mm-hmm. can come. And because it's just a mom group and we talk about different mom or parenting issues, there are lots of people that come from not just our church, but right. all different and that's, backgrounds. That's what I love about it is that uh, ladies come from all kinds of places, not just life church. And yeah. so it's a really important ministry here. Well, when people hear your stories, they think, wow, you guys have just lived a, f- lived a full and wonderful life. What a lot of people <laughs> don't know is that the last 10, 12 years have actually been filled with a lot of sad, painful, yes. difficult times. And so it really started happening, Carrie, you'd say about, about 11, 12 years ago, things just started happening. Why don't you give us a quick story of like, <laughs> Because, hey, listen, folks, when you hear this, a lot of times you don't think that people have been through tough times or you wonder how you get through the tough times. And that's really the purpose of these podcasts is that we can give you encouragement and examples and godly advice on how to make it. So, Carrie, about 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. some things just hit the fan. Yeah, Why don't you tell yeah. us? And it, it actually probably started a little bit before that, but um, we had just some family issues that were tough kind of in our first maybe 10 years of marriage. And, um, and we just really had, I had a crisis of faith and we had some differences in how we dealt with things, um, in our, uh, young parenting and just some really hard times. But then things got even harder, Mm. uh, about Mm. 12 years ago when my dad, who, uh, I really was not in close relationship with who lived in Southern California and was an alcoholic, um, had a massive stroke in his mid sixties. And I was the only, um, child that he had contact with. And so we went down, we just talked about it and decided he was in a hospital. He was incapacitated and we talked about it and decided we needed to go down and help take care of him. And So we did. We sold everything, took care of his house, all of his stuff, and moved him up to a care facility up here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He couldn't speak. He had uh, what's called expressive aphasia. So everything came out sounding like Mm -hmm. it was really, really difficult for this Cal Fire, fire captain of, you know, all these years to be incapacitated and... Um, so it was, it was a challenging time. We had three very little girls at mm-hmm. the time and I was working full time. Todd was working and, mm-hmm. but we felt like we were supposed to take that on. So we brought him up here and through crazy situations of him being, um, 
kicked out of many a facility and Pastor Chris finding him on the street, <laughs> maybe I, drunk I in his did. automatic wheelchair one time. Stuck out in the middle of the Esplanade in his uh, electronic oh, wheelchair. Oh gosh, that's crazy stories. But yes, um, uh, after it was about two years. And so we, we just, you know, we cared for him through um, a care facility, but also I went to every doctor's appointment. I did everything managing his care and um, went and visited all the time and took the girls. And it was a really sweet thing to get to have a relationship with him in those last two years, even though it was really challenging and difficult. It was really neat to get to have that relationship. And eventually he did pass, but I feel like um, in the last mm-hmm. few hours of his life, he probably came to know the Lord as great, we were praying great. and yeah. uh, speaking with him. And then shortly after that, uh, within a year and a half, my mom, who was my best friend and mm-hmm. very close as a single parent my whole life, um, her, my mom was a single parent, yeah. not me, obviously, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh was diagnosed with a really rare form of cancer and mm. had never had any problems before, was diagnosed in February and mm. was dead by November. Oh, my. And uh, that was a very hard time in our lives. Again, three little girls and this grandma that they absolutely adored and was very a part of their life every week watching yeah, them. And, yeah. you know, it was just very a part of our life. We, we adored her. Um, but... We got the best care we possibly could, and she did everything, but her cancer had a 30%, 30% even with chemotherapy, um, survival rate. So she did pass, and that was a very, very hard time, just not yeah, understanding. You know, we believed for her healing. We prayed for her healing. She was a woman of faith, loved the Lord, but it didn't happen the way we wanted it to. Right. And um, so... That was a very hard time and a lot of grief. And of course, we still grieve and are sad that we don't have her here. But um, I think then (laughs) things didn't get better. Keeps going. Yeah, it it was kind of a flurry of craziness for a while. And then I think it was within a well, no, it was before she passed. I fell down our wood stairs. We lived in a beautiful old farmhouse and I was carrying laundry down and fell down the wood stairs and hit my head all the way down and super scary. Lost Very consciousness. Mm-hmm. That was a real fun one. Had a nice concussion and a little seizure in an ambulance ride mm-hmm. and 911. 911. 911. Golly. Yeah. And so that just started um at the time we didn't know it, but that started what was to be kind of a long uh now uh, 10 years, uh, 10 and a half years of chronic pain, um, from what we think are, um, could be their migraines, but to what they're related to, we don't know. So, right. um, and you'd you, never had migraines up prior to that. I had never had a migraine prior to that. I, um, had had some, um, back pain from an old injury where I broke my back, uh, when Delaney was really little, but I had never had a migraine or any kind of chronic Mm -hmm. headaches. Mm -hmm. And so that was really challenging, not knowing what it was. I was taking care of my mom. So it was slow to, for us to figure out what was going on. Um, but after, I don't know, after my mom passed, I started noticing, gosh, I just have a headache every single day and my ears hurt and my eyes hurt and, uh, I can only get rid of it when I lay down. And so my, my primary doctor just said, I think you have migraines. And so then 
we got, I got sent to many a doctor because there aren't very many specialists for neurology in town in Chico. Um, but I kept working Mm -hmm. and, uh, so kept working and, um, trying to just power through, um, and had many, many, many different procedures, traveled to Dallas, did a implanted nerve stimulator. I have had nerve surgery on the back of my head for what they thought was scar tissue from the concussion, constricting the nerves in the back of my head, which did nothing but cost us like right. a and billion dollars. you had to travel to get to Tennessee. these places. Yeah. You went to Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Yes, I had my faithful nurse Todd with yep. me for that <laughs> one. there. And another friend for the Dallas one. But yeah, I've had many, many procedures. I've gone to Stanford. I've gone to Cedars-Sinai. I've gone to lots of doctors. And at present, nobody can find the answer. I am working with a doctor who thinks he has the answer. But at present, it's just been 10 years of chronic pain. And about five years ago, I had to give up my job that I absolutely loved uh, because I just couldn't work anymore with chronic pain and nausea. And, you know, I have a lot of symptoms from the pain um, that are bigger than just a migraine. So it's been a hard, hard season of life. Right. And then in the last year, we've had a real challenge with Todd's family. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, five years ago, I lost my dad. He had had dementia. Um, My mom was taking care of him for a couple of years as it progressively got worse. Mm -hmm. He had to be hospitalized. Then he ended up being in a residential care facility. um, And then he passed away on Mother's Day five years ago. That's right. Yeah. Um, And then um, many of you may know that my brother, Scott, he was a pastor here in town at one of the churches. He was also the director of finance here for the city of Chico. He mm-hmm. was just Mr. Energizer Bunny. He was my older brother, my only sibling. Um, and he passed away after a two-year fight with cancer. Yeah. And that just happened about three months ago. So it's been, it's been really tough. Um, you know, of course, with Scott passing, that was, that's still very fresh right it now. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard. Years old. Fifty-six, yeah. way too young. Had way too many things left in life to do. He has uh, two kiddos. One yeah. is sixteen. One's nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in my plan for his life, he would not have. Right. He would not have died. Yeah. He would still be around. Exactly. And, but that is not what happens. So that's been hard. So the question that a lot of people, when they hear this story, is how is it? that you guys are still following Jesus? How is it <laughs> that you haven't just thrown in the towel? And, it, and Carrie, the, the Lord came to you about, would you say, four or five years ago in the midst of so much pain, your parents passing, Todd's dad passing, chronic pain, and a lot of people reach the end of their rope in those things. But God kind of threw you a life preserver, I guess you could say. And, and what was that? And we're, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to have two podcasts, folks. So we're just not going to end this abruptly. We're going to continue on to another podcast. But what did the Lord say to you in the midst of all this? Yeah, I think it was a hard season of being in desperation and depression and um, really praying for healing from these migraines and this daily excruciating pain. And just feeling like, gosh, you know, the Lord 
hasn't answered. Why isn't he answered the way I want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And understanding that sometimes he doesn't answer the way we want and that he just gave me this really clear picture and this phrase, even if, will you Mm -hmm. serve me? Even if I don't heal you the way you want to be healed. And um, at that time, I just kind of remembered that phrase being from um, Daniel uh, 3 and the, the, the three guys that were thrown into the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. and that they wouldn't serve, um, they wouldn't bow down and serve the king, Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, then I'm going to throw you in this furnace. And um, they said, okay, well, you can throw us in the furnace. And even if you do, we will serve the Lord. We mm-hmm. will not bow our knees to mm-hmm. you. And I felt like the Lord just was saying, will you serve me? Will mm-hmm. you trust me? Will you continue to follow me? Even if I don't heal you the way you want to be healed. And it was just such a clear picture of like, yep, I, I know that you're good. I know you're faithful. Even mm-hmm. if it's not the healing I want, I have mm-hmm. learned and grown mm-hmm. in so many other ways and been just transformed by just his love and his goodness and just the people he's put around me and the closeness that I've grown mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. through this, mm-hmm. that I see that even if sometimes is, is as hard as it is to say is even better because right. he draws us close to him in mm-hmm. suffering that we, I could never have known mm-hmm. this close relationship, the dependence I have on him because I was trying to control everything before Mm -hmm. if I did not say, okay, Lord, you're good. I trust you. Even if you don't heal me the way I want, even if you didn't heal my mom the way I wanted or Scott, or, you know, it's that he's working. It's that phrase, you know, that scripture in the Bible, he's working all things for good, but it doesn't mean they're the way we want to be good. And it's that understanding for me that He's working. And in the, the rest of that story, you know, the king, well, I guess I, I shouldn't allude to the rest. But Well, we can cover that again. But no, that's, that story, I think, is pivotal for you guys. And I think for those people who are listening to this, too, is that this is not an accident that you're listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. All of us have things that are going on very personal, directly or indirectly in our lives, where we're just saying, why is this happening or how much longer am I supposed to endure this? But in, in a closing thought, you guys, when that came to you, when the Lord said, like, even if the, in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's case, even if the Lord doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow our knee. Did you find a sense of in, like strength or that like a, a grace has at times has filled you when you're like in those most depressed moments? Can you say that you felt like an injection infusion of grace, even in the midst of sorrow? I feel like a lot of that injection of grace has been through the community that I've been a part of, Mm. Uh, whether it has been small men's group Mm -hmm. or just being here on a Sunday morning, someone coming up to me, telling me a certain phrase that came to their heart. Mm Um, and part of it has just been able to see Carrie and how God has worked in her life. That has brought mm-hmm. strength to me because mm-hmm. it's like, man, she's dealing with pain every single day. Todd, you better just yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen up and, and you right. know, be who you're supposed to be because she is, she is pushing through with God's grace. So you need to do the same thing. Yeah. So um, 
that's what's helped me a lot. Right. And that's what I think what I hope these podcasts do. And so what we're going to do is we're going to end this one, but tune in for our next one because I think Todd and Carrie have a lot to share about how to stay focused on the Lord in the midst of difficulties, how to stay in prayer. I don't want to pray. How to stay in relationships instead of isolating mm-hmm. and just pushing yeah. away the world. But there is hope, you guys. God promises us rest and restoration and healing and transformation. And I believe that God is offering that to you. If you're listening today and you feel like you're at the end of the rope, go back and read Daniel chapter three yes. and reread that. And I think God's going to speak to you. So thanks for listening in. Make sure you tune in for the second part of this message. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.